Hey everyone. As you know, I'm a huge fan of living a healthy lifestyle, including taking the right supplements. Collagen is one of my favorite supplements. It is the most abundant protein in the human body. As we grow older, we break it down faster than we can replace it. This loss affects our skin, nails, hair, muscles, joints, and tendons, bones, and gut, making us look and feel old. Totem Voss is a wellness company that created a collagen chew for a real-life person, the 78-year-old mother of the founder. As a result, the quality is unrivaled. Totem Voss chews contain equal part deep-sea Icelandic cod, domestic grass-fed beef, and organic chicken bone broth, along with companion ingredients such as vitamin C for full collagen synthesis. These varied sources address a greater range of collagen needs within the body. Their customers are reporting results with such problems as rosacea, osteoarthritis, osteoporosis, degenerative disc disease, as well as improved hair, skin, and nails. Practitioners are finding the Jews to be an effective tool in restoring gut health. You can find Totem Voss, that's T-O-T-U-M-V-O-S, at getchews.com. That's getchews.com. Use code DRDIVA, that's D-R-D-I-V-A, for an additional 10% off your first order. We know that overall chronic disease is on the rise. As conventional medicine doctors, we know that inflammation is the underlying root cause of those chronic health conditions. And so if we can lower the overall inflammation, you can heal not one of these symptoms, but then all of them simultaneously. And that's what's super powerful. And for me, I talk about lowering chronic inflammation through your foundations of good health, which are your digestive health and detoxification. And the four S is stress, sleep, social, and spiritual health. We have these solutions in our hands and it's the power of a healthy lifestyle and everything that we discussed today because. Hello, this is Dr. Deva Nagula. Welcome to From Doctor to Patient, where our goal is to bring you topics of discussion that will educate you on the various healing modalities to help balance the mind, body, and spirit. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of From Doctor to Patient. Today, I am pleased to have Dr. Madia Saeed to join me. She is also known as the Holistic Mom MD on social media. She's a practicing board-certified family physician in the USA, health influencer, international speaker, and a best-selling author. Her best-selling book, The Holistic Rx, Your Guide to Healing Chronic Inflammation and Disease, a best-selling children's book series, Adam's Healing Adventures, two international books, and currently working on The Holistic Rx for Kids, Parenting Healthy Children to Save Our Future, Empowering the World Towards Healthier Living. Dr. Saeed is a director of education for Documenting Hope and Know We Well. She sits on multiple medical advisory boards, including Mama Potamus and Wellness Mama, who is named one of the 100 most influential people in health and wellness. Dr. Saeed and her children speak internationally in the most prestigious holistic conferences, summits, radio, and newspaper. She's a regular on the international Emmy-winning medical talk show, The Dr. Nandi Show. Dr. Saeed's children host the Holistic Kids Show podcast, interviewing the biggest names in the functional, holistic, and integrative medicine world, helping kids empower and educate other kids. They speak internationally, igniting the world with their energy and passion to ignite a healing revolution to save our future. 
Dr. Saeed, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a huge honor. You know, we, we were talking offline and we were both talking about our profession in our previous past lives. And I was talking about how in my past life, I used to be an interventional pain management physician. And you were a practicing family physician. And so I'm always curious as to, with all my guests, is how they transitioned into what they're doing now. Well, like most adults and children down the road of chronic health conditions, I was there. I had all the same bad habits with, you know, eating cans of soda and, you know, like cereals every day. So all day long, putting stuff in my mouth without thinking about it twice. <laughs> and not until residencies. So in residency, I was a new mom, a new wife, a new resident, all at the same time. <laughs> and me and my husband, who my, so my baby daddy is also a family physician, right? And so we're both working 80-hour work weeks, and now we have to take care of a new baby. (laughs) It was just, and now there's free food at the cafeteria, okay? There's lack of sleep due to residency and with the newborn. And then the stress is overwhelming, trying to balance all these different worlds, And then now you add on top of that, you know, like the negativity and the environmental toxins and constantly exposing ourselves with hand sanitizers and, you know, chemicals. So one symptom became many, but uh, then all of a sudden it came to a head in residency where I was diagnosed with lupus and Hashimoto's and digestive issues that, you know, I had all these other chronic health conditions. And it wasn't, I sort of continued on that hamster wheel, just like everybody else, you know, thinking, oh, I just managed this with meds, or I was on indigestion medication, a couple indigestion medications, you know, I was just one thing after another. But not until I walked into the daycare provider, suffocating my child to death. And that's when a light bulb sort of went off, because I prayed, I'm like, Universe, you saved my child. So thank you so much. And I promise I will take care of these children the best that I know how. But then I had to think, I'm like, how can I take care of these kids the best that I know how if I myself am falling apart? And so that's when I'm like, okay, I know, I know we know the lupus can kill you. So I want to make sure that I can stop this in its track so it doesn't just continue to get worse. At this time, I was already dealing with severe joint pain and rashes, the butter, like the severe rashes. And all the other things that came with it, but the joint pain was horrendous. And so I was like, I needed to now, I need to figure out what I can do to stop this. And the only, you know, I went to all these, as a resident, I went to like the biggest names in in my residency and, you know, trying to figure out what I can do to stop this in its tracks, because I'm like, I don't want this to continue to get worse to kill my organs. And unfortunately, I wasn't given an answer. And so besides for just medications, and I did wasn't there to take medications that can cause death because that's what I'm trying to prevent. Exactly. <laughs> and so I then, right after residency, I joined this medical practice where under one roof there was me, an OBGYN, an internist, an exercise physiologist, nutritionist, counseling, chiropractor, massage therapy, all brought together for the complete healing of the whole person. And that's when it opened my eyes to this entire world that we were not taught in medicine. 
you know, in medicine, we're taught, you know, one symptom and one treatment. <laughs> That's it. And for us specifically, I mean, my husband has to see 110 patients a week for our paycheck now to go half. So we were never taught to look at the person as a whole. And then when I entered into this new world and I'm like, what? You're going to look at this person as a whole human being? This is craziness. <laughs> and that's when it, I fell in love with that. And my first patient was 31-year-old with nine autoimmune diseases, myasthenia, gravis, psoriasis, ficus planus, Sjogren's, Hashimoto's, all these chronic health conditions. And in one month, 50% resolution. And now wow. she's a scuba diver instructor. And since then, I'm like, oh my gosh, why didn't they teach us this? This is just lifestyle-based things. And she was a family, she worked at the family dollar store and she worked at the gas station. So she's not like she had a lot of money that she's throwing out in tests and supplements. It's real life, natural, you know, lifestyle approaches that really made the difference for her. And that's one that I started, started implementing with my own self, with my patients, but specifically with my family. And that's where Holistic Mom MD came to fruition. Wow. That's fantastic. And how long has it been around for? So about eight years now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And you have an international presence. Yes, Mm. I do have an international presence. Actually, my patients, I mean, it's just, you know, when you have a purpose in life, it just like things just start, you know, coming into your path. But uh, my my patients, one of my favorite patients slash now he sort of adopted me as uh, me and my children as their own is second in charge of the United Nations. Wow. <laughs> so it's really, really a lot of fun because then you get these really intellectual people on him. He dealt with, he's 70 years old, him and his wife, they don't have any children, but they had all these chronic health conditions, chronic pain, you know, severe uh, fibromyalgia, right. And then arthritis. So lots of different ways that they were both feeling miserable. But on top of that, you know, indigestion, digestive issues, rashes, diabetes, now they were losing their kidneys. And so now, after just me meeting with them for one year, now he's off of all those medication for him, he improved all his symptoms in one week. And now that he's to the point where because they're so in love with this approach, he actually changed the diet of the African Union based on his experiences. Wow. So it is really powerful to have just amazing. one person just keep on trying to get your message out there and really impact on a global level. And that's what I'm able to do. So I have two books coming out internationally and then um, one at the end of the month and then one next year and then these other ones too. So lots of fun. <laughs> I'm curious in terms of how you find treating patients on an international level because the toxins, the foods are so different, right? I mean, most of the people that I have on as guests here are proficient with treating patients in the United States of America. And we all know that this country has, you know, one of the most highest number of toxins, whether it's food, pesticides, chemicals we place on our body. And I would imagine you would probably see the same thing and agree with me. Are you seeing over the last few years more of the same type of diseases that are popping up in other nations because of the westernization occurring? Oh, absolutely. You know, specifically the Middle East and the North African countries, 
are, if we continue at the current trajectory, they say 95% of them, those countries will be diabetic. And so, I mean, India and Pakistan are like diabetes capitals of the world. Yeah, India is the capital, yeah, right now. Yeah, and I, same with that. I'm, I'm originally from Pakistan. Yeah. So from Pakistan. So therefore, they're, they're also the diabetes capital of the world. Everybody has it. I mean, we went there last, we went there last year during this time, not, during this time we were there. And you could not find anything natural. Everybody was eating processed food. I had to actually go out of my way to look for things. And even the natural things, there's no organic. We have no idea what they've been sprayed. So it's actually becoming more and more westernized, more industrialized. And you're seeing the same kind of chronic illnesses. Because you can't find organic, I mean, what are the solutions that you're implementing for these folks? You start with the basics, right? Because we know that overall chronic disease is on the rise. As conventional medicine doctors, we know that inflammation is the underlying root cause of those chronic health conditions. And so if we can lower the overall inflammation, you can heal not one of these symptoms, but then all of them simultaneously. And that's what's super powerful. And for me, I talk about lowering chronic inflammation through your foundations of good health, which are your digestive health and detoxification. And the four S is stress, sleep, social, and spiritual health. Another caveat I'm going to throw out there is that every single one of my patients over the last 14 years of practicing medicine, I start them off with the power of gratitude. So immediately then when they wake up in the morning, say 10 things that they're thankful for. And being Desi myself, I know that I know Pakistanis and you know, Desi people are the most negative people on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's a lot of negativity and that's uh, because I mean, I, live in a traditional family structure, but compared to the Western world where the other side of the world is really even more negative. Overall, we are, as a society, we're negative because positivity doesn't sell things, right? So you have to, I mean, I have an iPhone 5. So they make you miserable about all the things that you're getting, you know, getting, you know, you're missing out on. You need to get the next iPhone 200 because you're missing out on all these things. So we as a culture overall, some are more than others, you know, we're very negative on this negativity. And so if we can lower the overall negativity, just by being more positive, you can turn genes on and off. You can lower inflammatory markers. You can lower your stress, cortisol. You can improve your blood sugar balance just by being grateful. And that's probably the biggest place that I start with everybody <laughs> internationally and locally is that start with the power of gratitude. And then I take it from there on out. <laughs> and that's interesting because it's something that you do not only to patients that are in this country, but it seems to be effective when you take into consideration the entire world and and you're applying these concepts and tenets. And that's interesting. So your first approach is more or less a spiritual approach. I start with gratitude because I recognize that you can be on the best gut healing diet. (laughs) You can be, you know, even stress managing, you can be exercising, but if you have a negative outlook, things aren't going to be improving as fast as you would like them to. Yeah. And, and that's interesting. I mean, I, um, good little uh, story to share. Mm-hmm. My um, brother's father-in-law passed away from pancreatic cancer. And as you know, 
pancreatic cancer, once diagnosed, the length of life is very short, you know, mm-hmm. typically three to six months, if that. So my brother's father-in-law was such a positive individual. You know, he was always joyous, always laughing, most optimistic person that I think I know. He was able to survive almost two years. And I feel it's because of his positivity and his optimism and his, his jovial nature that allowed him to live that long. Absolutely. And studies have shown that. Studies have shown that when you put cancer patients in a more optimistic environment, mm-hmm. they have better survival than if you put them in a pessimistic environment. Mm-hmm. So the studies are all there to show that. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, that's something that I start off with every single one of my patients. And then I go from there to, you know, making sure that they keep people around them that are going to lift them up, not drag them down. And I think nowadays we're cutthroat, we're at each other's throats all day long. We're not really trying to lift each other up. And that's why if we can surround ourselves with those kind of positive people, we know that love does heal. Mm -hmm. And so it increases your oxytocin, that decreases stress management systems and helps you basically overall health and happiness. And so keeping those people around you that are going to lift you up, not drag you down. And then also, then you work on your sleep, optimizing sleep. I mean, right now, most people are sleep deprived. And when you are sleep deprived, it actually raises your early morning cortisol a lot higher. And that can then also affect, it leads to inflammation. It leads to, you know, your body doesn't function properly because sleep is when your body is making hormones. It's getting rid of the toxins. It's fixing what needs to be fixed. It's lowering inflammation. So if you're not giving your body time to do that, it just leads to negative outcomes. And especially in this time, it leads to increased viral illnesses. And then then we have stress. Stress leads to 80% of the complaints that come to primary care physicians are due to stress. And I remember me begging, because I know when I was all of these, I mean, I had shingles in residency. 70-year-olds have shingles. Like, what is going on here? I was in my 20s with shingles. And the people are, oh, it's just stress. And I'm like, I know it's stress. (laughs) (laughs) what can I do to improve this stress? And so nobody really could give me an answer. It's like, oh, you know, there's lots of YouTube videos. I'm like, come on, we, we what can I do to lower this stress? And I wasn't able to get get any answer. So that's when I started researching it myself. So in order to manage that stress is really important in your overall health and healing and to try to keep those damaging hormones at bay. Meditation, yoga, deep breathing, just deep breathing. I wish somebody just taught me deep breathing. Like that would have saved my soul. So deep breathing, guided imagery, the list goes on and on and on. And then I then I go into the digestive health and detoxification. Most of the, I mean, we're eating more processed foods than ever before. They say we're eating a, like a hundred times more sugar than we've ever done before. Um, so it's getting really, really bad. And so focusing on those foods that are going to help heal the gut bacteria, that are going to balance insulin levels, that are the most nutrient-dense foods for you, that can help your gut microbiome flourish and keep your blood sugar balanced. Tons of vegetables, clean protein, healthy fats, even if you're vegetarian or not. I want you to still focus with tons of vegetables, clean protein, and healthy fats. And then, And then you go into you know, your like intermittent fasting to help you lower the insulin resistance. 
you know, and then their detoxification. And then that's just trying to keep the toxins as low as possible, as natural as possible. Specifically, if you're in a country where that, I mean, you can buy different, you vinegar and water can do most of your cleaning for you. Baking soda, you know, there's simple things that you can use as cleaning that can be found worldwide that can really lower those toxins in the environment. And just starting off with these basics and then helping people detoxify, sweating every day, you know, pooping, perspiring, peeing, making sure they're eating tons of vegetables to help them detoxify, to build the glutathione, and then just switching out toxic for clean. All of that can really help to improve chronic illness no matter where you are. Hey, Dr. Diva here. Thank you to all my listeners who supported my book and helped to make it a huge success. You all have helped us hit number one in Barnes & Noble, number one in oncology, cancer, healing, and medical ebooks, and number 21 in all of the Kindle store. You've also helped us hit number three on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. If you haven't received your copy, you can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or booksatmillion.com. Visit from doctor2patient.com to become part of our growing community of health and wellness aficionados and to learn more. If you like our book and podcast, please go to amazon.com to write a five-star review and go to Apple Podcasts to also write a five-star review on this podcast or any of our episodes that you've enjoyed. We need reviews to attract and secure top-notch guests for this show. Thank you so much for your support. very interesting because I mean what you're doing you're implementing all these strategies through generations so yes. any age any age group you're implementing these strategies for all genders and then you're implementing strategies you know transculturally absolutely absolutely fascinating that it, it works for for everyone mm-hmm. oh absolutely because just putting my own life situation in perspective right is I live with a family of eight. So I feed a family of eight on a daily basis. My husband was born and raised in Pakistan. And he is the oldest son. So guests, uh, the in-laws are living with me. <laughs> wow. I'm doing all the cooking. You, before COVID, um, every other weekend, all the family members would come to my house and I would cook for a family of 20. And even now it goes to 12 to 13 every other week. But either way, I'm used to feeding and taking care of a family of 20. (laughs) And that too, trying to keep them, we live more of like a paleo type lifestyle in my house, especially when I was able to reverse my lupus and my ANA. And so I was able to, you know, improve or put it in remission just by living this type of lifestyle. And now I'm not feeding anybody else the way that I, if, if I'm, if I'm not eating that way, you're not eating that way. You know, I'm not bringing into the house because my four boys are 12, 9, 7, and 5. And so I want to make sure that whatever I have in the house, that kids can be eating it and adults. Right. And that too, <laughs> you're right. They're not just, they're in their 70s. So 70-year-olds and 5-year-olds. And then people who were born raised here, I was born and raised in Naperville, Illinois, to people who were born and raised on the other side of the country. You know, and it's working. And that's what's so powerful is that we're all on the same page. Uh, it did take some time to get there, but my father-in-law, 
he's a 70 year old male with you know diabetes for the last 30 years. When he came to me, he was on 30 units of insulin. And now he's no, he's occasionally taking metformin. You know, and so just just again, different cultures, different, you know, simple lifestyle changes. Simple is what, lifestyle yeah. changes that can really make an impact no matter your age demographics. Right. And do you feel that some of these issues that patients are facing with these type of chronic disease, if it's more hereditary base, more environmental base, or kind of both? So they say in functional medicine that the genes may load the gun, but it's the environment that pulls the trigger. And so it is a little bit of both, right? But most of these diseases specifically, I mean, we have 25,000 genes and only 1% codes for genes. <laughs> the rest of it's known as junk DNA that can basically go in one way or the other direction, depending on our, our environment. And that is where you know, our environmental everyday decisions that we make can either turn our genes on or off. And that's what I educate my children and my patients and my families. I mean, don't look too much in the long term. I want you to focus on the decisions that you make today. What changes can you make today, meal by meal, day by day, to help to optimize those genes flipping in the right direction? And so just by focusing on tons of vegetables, clean protein, healthy fats, you know, sticking at least 80-20 rule, you know, doing most 80% great, then 20% a little bit off if needed. But really just making those decisions on a daily basis that are easy, fast, cost-effective to keep those genes turned on in the right direction. And this is known as epigenetics, correct? Absolutely. Epigenetics. Love epigenetics. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> and it's so it's so amazing that just, you know, positivity can code for different gene function than uh, negativity. And Absolutely. what you eat can affect whether genes are turned on and off. And it's these simple things that can make a dramatic difference in our overall health and well-being. Absolutely. And not even just that. And I mean, there's been more and more science and studies that show that, you know, our decision making is mostly regulated by our prefrontal cortex. And then you have your amygdala that's also responsible, but your amygdala is responsible for the use so of the prefrontal cortex responsible for it's like the adult in the room and it's rational decision-making, weighs up pros and cons, while the amygdala is your fight and flight, irrational decision-making. And so the decisions that we make are actually, you know, even just the foods, the lack of like the stresses, being out in nature can actually solidify these connections between the prefrontal cortex and the amygdala. And when that happens, you make rational decisions. But when you have lack of nature, lack of mindful meditation, lack of good food, you know, um, lack of sleep, increased stress, all of that actually starts to, these connections start to get further and further apart where now your amygdala is just firing. And when your amygdala firing, we're making irrational decisions. Most of us know that we're supposed to live healthier lives. We're not supposed to eat junk. We know that. But it's very difficult because when it comes to like actually making that decision and putting that food in our mouth, most of us are unable to do that because it's like we sort of give in. And that's because we're thinking with our amygdalas. And so if we can even just start with these simple things like gratitude, 
Now you're starting these, these simple things are starting to build those connections back from the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex. So now you're making more rational decisions. So when you think it's like that, not only affecting our genes, but our entire thought processes in adults and children, now that puts it a totally different spin on the importance of these simple lifestyle tips. And it's interesting. It seems like your approach that you take, it's more about getting people's nervous system under control, you know, getting them out of fight or flight and more of into a rest and digest or parasympathetic system. And it, it also appears that you are able to do this across all span of ages. But a lot of people don't understand that the same thing that are occurring in adults, like in a stressful environment, like you described that you were in when you were in residency with the, with the newborn and working 80 hours a week and so was your husband. At the same time, you know, these kids are also feeding off of our own stress and fight or flight and they're experiencing stress. And ultimately, they're going to be experiencing these chronic health conditions if, if not sooner than later. So what other factors are you able to track that are consistently displayed throughout all ages of, uh, of your patient population? Absolutely. I mean, for every same patient that I see, you know, after the first initial visit, I give them a lab slip that can be done at anywhere. You know, they're usually there 99% of the time their insurance covers it. So again, really cost-effective. But those laboratory values can really help to figure out where that individual is in their own healing journey and what kind of deficiencies they may be suffering. So just like even just like CBC and CMP and a fasting insulin, hemoglobin A1C, you know, fasting cholesterol panel, you know, so these sim vitamin D, magnesium, HSCRP, homocysteine, and vitamin B12, ANA, antithyroglobulin antibodies, anti-TPO antibodies. No matter the ages, I really have everybody check this laboratory values because we want them to see what's going on on an individual level. I mean, I'm also director of education for Documenting Hope, which is a national organization dedicated to heal chronic disease in children. So I see a lot of kids and I'm a family physician. So I see everybody at all ages, right? But even the kids that we're seeing, even though it's not you know, according to guidelines, I'm checking these levels, but noticing that because of our diets and our lifestyles, these kids are now pre-diabetics. Mm-hmm. Where you have kids who are five, six years old with hemoglobin A1Cs of six. Like that's ridiculous. Or fasting blood sugar levels of 110. <laughs> or and fasting insulin levels. And but instead of looking at these levels, we I mean, I see a lot of people with mood disorders, we have teenagers with mood disorders. And in most of my patient population, they're either pre-diabetic, insulin resistant, they have severe vitamin D deficiencies or B12 deficiencies, along with there could be other underlining root causes. Like I had one person who tried to commit suicide multiple times and agitation, irritability, and all these different medications. And what happened was that her TPO and thyroid antibodies were 4,500, even though her TSH was normal, where you want, depending on the level, you want it less than nine. (laughs) And so these, looking for the root causes, no matter if you're an adult or a child, is really important to help the overall health and well-being of your patient and to really help them overcome whatever they're going through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, out of curiosity, I didn't ask this question earlier, but I understand that you implement gratitude strategies for your patients, but does it also work for children? Oh, yes. Yes. And my house, what we do, 
is immediately when we wake up in the morning. We, so we have a gratitude song. So thank you for our eyes. Thank you for our ears. Thank you for another beautiful day to change the world. It's like, so, <laughs> and that really helps. Like in my house, there's no temper tantrums. There is no irritability. There is no complaining. I'm trying to brainwash their brains to thinking instead of negative to thinking positive, positive all the time. Yeah. So when there comes a time, you know, that they're just, I mean, I'm not listening to those unnecessary complaints. Psychologically, it helps me as a mom. <laughs> I'm able to get so much done. So yes, it works tremendously on children. And I've, done, I've discussed that. I have a children's book. So I go through that in a lot of detail with, um, and I've given them, you know, these are the kinds of things that you want to do, right? To have this a holistic prescription for kids. And then giving them like a checklist, get up every morning and say 10 things that you're thankful for, eating the rainbow, drinking your water, eating natural products, playing outdoors, sleeping, and love and positivity. So me and my children are the ones that we've been working on that. And I'm working on the second one right now about the healing power of rainbow foods. But yes, these are things, simple things that your children can implement to make your lives and their lives better. And it's interesting. I, I mean, I'd like for you to explain the premise of the title of your upcoming book, you know, Rainbow Foods. So what's so special about discussing the rainbow foods? Absolutely. So this first one was about just like the overall holistic prescription. And then now each one of the next ones is going to dive into a certain topic. So I have the Adam's Healing Adventure, the Healing Power Rainbow Foods. Because the foods that we eat, you know, whenever when you eat food, you want to, again, make sure that optimizes your gut microbiome, lowers or keeps your insulin levels low and your glucose low, and is the most nutrient-dense foods for you. And the rainbow foods are packed with phytonutrients. They increase the biodiversity of your gut bacteria. And on top of that, they're delicious, <laughs> but they don't raise your blood sugar level as processed foods do. So it hits it on every level. And if we can encourage kids, instead of focusing on the artificially colored and um, just bland whites of food and go to more of a naturally colored, like here are all the red vegetables and the fruits and then the oranges and then the yellows and how each one of them has a specific function in the body and educating the kids and the families on that. Now you go from things that are artificially colored that have no benefit of the body to color, because kids love color. And to really then go to things that are full of color, but with so many beneficial effects for the body. And when you, then that sort of, when you focus on all of these things that you can eat versus you can't eat, that crowds out all the stuff that's garbage. So I have patients really focus on the positivity and then improving, increasing the foods in our gut in our bodies that are off colorful rainbow foods and so that's the next one and then hopefully every i have a contract with the publisher so they just want more and more different so this is just the first in the series and i have the second one in the series that's coming out in november of next year and then go so on and so forth that's so, fantastic yes get our kids involved to that's save our right. future yay what do you do to combat all of the, the the marketing strategies of big pharma, I mean, and big food manufacturers and big agriculture, it's so difficult to avoid it. I mean, it's on television. It's The advertisement is all over media. You go to the grocery store, the 
unhealthy foods are strategically placed in the center. The good foods are out in the periphery. It's, it's like, how do you combat all that? All by education, right? In my house, I don't just tell the kids what they need to do. I explain it to them and we have a conversation about it. And when you open this up as a conversation, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm a talker, (laughs) but I love to first inquire about what's going on. Like, what do you think about these foods with a child? And then, okay, let's do some research about this. So the kids now are making their own decisions about the foods after looking at the research. And I started this when they were five years old or even three, four years old is that every time we would come up with an ingredient or we talked about something or something that they had a question about something that was, you know, this like, oh, mama, they're giving out pizza. They were giving out Papa John's to all these people. Why can't we have that? And I was like, okay, let's look. Let's look up what Papa John's has in it or whatever, whatever, Cherry's Little Caesar, you know, lots of different varieties or McDonald's. Let's look to see what's in it. When they saw that these, like, for example, the McDonald's milkshake has 50 chemicals in it, they're like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. And then what I would do is I would like, okay, so let's, now let's research these specific ingredients so you guys know. And then, so education was powerful. When you're seeing that red number 40 and yellow number five is causing all of these health conditions and chronic like cancers and hyperactivity, and the kids are seeing this. Kids don't really want to put things in their bodies that's going to hurt them. And so when you educate them and empower them with that decisions, they're like, mama, that's not food. So then I show them what real food looks like. How many ingredients are here? Oh, just like one (laughs) or just a couple versus this that doesn't make any sense. Now they know that this is just a food-like substance or a chemical and this is real food. So when you have, when my five-year-old or my, you know, when it, even when he was three years old, went out and everybody at the birthday party was eating and he was being passed around cake and cookies, they don't even think in their minds that this is even food because they know the ingredients, they know what goes in it, this coloring that's in it is all chemicals. So this is not, in their minds, it's no longer food, it's chemicals. So therefore, there's no um need like they don't have they don't desire that chemical anymore because I'm able to now replace that and that's another big piece of so educate them and then replace it for a healthier option. And so that's what I do in my house. I mean I do two three cakes at a time if I needed to. So I may I do almond flour, you know, I done done, done some vegan and non-vegan. One one of my child doesn't do eggs as well. So I do more cassava flour and you know Almond flour, eggs, honey, avocado oil. That's it. And that's a cake. <laughs> so and I do birthday cakes. I do three-layer birthday cakes or six-layer birthday cake. Right now, the game requested me for mama, I want a Pokemon birthday, but I want I would like you to make on the 22nd. He wants a Pokemon birthday. Just all of us. Just us eight of us. <laughs> but he wants mama, I want a Pokeball cake. And so now I've gotten all natural food coloring. You know, you get all natural, like I'll make my frosting. I'll do it from scratch, do a paleo with coconut sugar and all that. So you find those replacements and still fill that void. So that's what I'm able to do. And they want pizza, we'll do pizza. You know, whatever, whatever they want for their birthday, that's super special that day. But normally, again, we say paleo, but then on these special days. So then they don't, there's not that like push and shove. 
and I'm not constantly always saying no. And so that's another big thing is that in my house, I have stocked it up for success. They can eat whatever they want. They have, there's this drawer for vegetables. There's a drawer for fruit. They know they have to go vegetables, clean protein, healthy fats. And my five-year-old will be like, mama, I had my vegetable. I had my clean protein. Now I'm going to go grab my healthy fat. And he has like a handful of walnuts. <laughs> so if you can help the, educate them, provide them with replacements, and then always stock them up for success, that really helps them, mm-hmm. you know, to really, there, there's less of that struggle. Right. Now, also, since you deal with a lot of kids and you also deal with a lot of pregnant women, yes, expecting mothers, are you seeing with your strategies that you're implementing a regression in the autism spectrum and ADHD as well? I mean, so blessed that my patients, I mean, I don't have any autistic, I mean, I have a lot of pregnant women. They, they don't have that many pregnant and there's, there's nobody that's autistic in my pool. And that's what's powerful. But in personally, I have seen my own patients reverse autism, like where they're no longer autistic. And I've had people on my, on my children's podcast that have reversed their autism. This documenting hope that I'm working with as non-for-profit, that we're actually taking a group of 14 children and reverse, reverse engineering, you know, reversing their chronic health conditions and then documenting it through an IRB study, which has been approved. And then um, also through media. And that's the same kind of approach that I'm seeing taking with my children and my families that I see on a regular basis. And these kids are a completely different type of kids now. I mean, they're thoughtful. There's the very little chronic illnesses. As long as you teach the parent and the child um, on how they can improve them. Mm-hmm. I mean, my own cousin has two, I mean, she's a Harvard psychiatrist, but she has two autistic kids. Wow. And so you're like, what is going on here? You are the smartest people. And when they're not implementing these kinds of things, you know, they live on cans of Coke and, and then now there's like the disconnect where they're unable to do that with their, cause she's working all the time and she's unable to manage the kids diets versus my population you know, that doesn't have this, these chronic health conditions. And if they do start to develop, then we can start to look for those root causes. And then reverse it. You know, and when a mom and even a child recognizes what things are off balance, then, you know, the, you can actually feel like, for example, just, I mean, this is something that I teach my children, my pregnant moms and my children, that as soon as you start seeing something go off balance, to start to put it back into balance and see where you, what was causing you to go out of balance to begin with. And so when they recognize that in their children, because now we don't catch autism until like, you know, when it's like four or five, and you know, even at that time. But if you can say uh, that my child is constipated, okay, that's off balance. What is off balance? My child has more ear infections. Okay, that's off balance. So you can start seeing these subtle subtle signs way before you actually are diagnosed with a chronic health condition. And so that's what I've taught. And that because I've been teaching the parents and even the pregnant, pregnant patients, when I teach them these ways, they want to even just check their own bodies out. You know, 
are the pregnant moms dealing with more indigestion? Are they taking more Tylenol? Why are they doing that? You know, what's going on? So once you teach your, the pregnant moms, their bodies are out of balance. What can I do to put your body back into balance? And when they have this baby, then they're able to do it with them too. It makes a big difference. Yeah, that's fascinating. I, I think that's such an important thing to communicate um, is that, you know, autism and ADHD, these types of conditions that we are seeing more and more prevalent these days. I mean, it is really in, indeed an inflammatory condition. Absolutely. That's and it's just what, getting worse. They say if we continue at the current trajectory, one in every four children will have autism by 2033. Yeah. And they're saying one out of two boys. Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. And I was like, I mean, that we have to find a solution. And, um, and unfortunately, in this world, we're just looking for a pharmaceutical solution, but we have these solutions in our hands. And it's the power of a healthy lifestyle and everything that we discussed today, because genes may load the gun, but it's the environment that pulls the trigger. So the things that you do on an everyday basis can actually turn your genes on and off, and it can really start in utero. And so let's, let's conclude by actually having you summarize the prescription. <laughs> Absolutely. So we know that the overall, the importance of overall health, we need to lower the overall inflammation. So if you want optimal health, we need to lower inflammation. So the inflammation is a silent fire that is in your body that can lead to all these chronic health conditions. So if we can focus on solidifying your foundations of good health, your digestive health and detoxification and the four S's, stress, sleep, social, and spiritual health, we can put your body back into balance and heal not one of these symptoms, but then all of them simultaneously. Once you figure out what your individual puzzle piece is, so you can lower the overall inflammation. And again, all these other symptoms will subside just because you've dealt with the root cause. And everybody's root cause is different. So that's why I always start off with gratitude and then, you know, social health and then sleep, making sure you're optimizing sleep and then stress management and then go to digestive health and detoxification, but then recognizing where you're more deficient in, like did somebody deal with more trauma and now you have more of an underlining negativity and stress that you're always dealing with. So again, everybody has their own individual puzzle pieces, trying to figure out what those puzzle pieces are for you and help to put that picture back into balance. So then you can put your body back into balance. And then you can teach your children to do the same. And then you can teach your elders to do the same. And then now you have a strong family. Wonderful. So if you don't mind sharing with us how people can purchase your books and where else they can find more information about you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, so I have holisticmommd.com and I have like a healing bundle on there because the question that I always get asked is, what am I going to cook? So recipes, what are my shopping lists? What does my healing day look like? What do my healing week looks like? So I have that all on, the, on my website as a healing bundle. And then on Amazon right now, there's a Holistic Rx, your guide to healing chronic inflammation and disease. And that's the best of a holistic, functional, integrative medicine that covers over 80 conditions for all ages, where it goes through, like, for example, supplements, homeopathics, acupressure points, and aromatherapy for 80-some conditions for all ages. So that's when I really went through there. And now it's in paperback, so it's on sale. And then Adam's Healing Adventures can also be found on Amazon. So something for the whole family. 
<laughs> That's great. Well, Dr. Sayed, I really appreciate your time with us today. And uh, thank you for all the work that you do. And definitely an inspiration to, to me and to everyone else that's listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yay, we got this, you guys. Thank you. <laughs>